sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of The Betting Edge. The Super Bowl is upon us. We have our matchup set. And speaking of matchups, we have an expert in matchups, actually daily fantasy matchups. Davis Matic is here with us today. Thank you so much for being here. My name is Ryan May, Mayday Sports, joined by my co-host, as always, Samir Moneyline Mergy or Mergy Moneyline, if you want to find him on socials. Davis runs fantasy is on fantasy football today and also is on the fantasy football show here on sports grid davis how are you doing today man hey man i'm doing great excited for super bowl excited for uh a weekend off of football this upcoming weekend you know that's always that's always a nice little uh vacation time so so everything's good man no complaints Definitely is. I mean, it's a weekend off technically watching football, but there's no way you're like taking a weekend off from dealing with football right now. Are you? No, of course we, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta get in and uh, you know, we gotta start, we gotta start grinding uh, college guys. We gotta, we gotta be ready for the NFL draft. Gotta be grinding those props, dynasty, fantasy football drafts, all that good stuff. Okay. So fantasy daily fantasy is not something uh everybody in the gambling sphere knows about it's something that is a little bit it's its own sort of niche of the gambling world so let's start i before we ask you a little bit of questions about your career because i think it's important everybody knows can you do a, like explain like i'm five but legal age daily fantasy to me yeah very simple um so instead of drafting your players, uh, it's it's a salary cap format. Every player is assigned a salary. On DraftKings, the salary cap is always $50,000. On FanDuel, uh, I believe it's always $60,000. Players get assigned a numerical value. You fill out a lineup um, you know, corresponding to positions that people actually play, although not for what we're going to be talking about, which is the Super Bowl. Uh, showdown contests are six roster spots, five flex one captain slot that captain slot is uh your salary is multiplied by 1.5 and your points are also multiplied by 1.5 so if you're 5000 you'll go to 7500 if you score 10 points you will be awarded 15 points so on and so forth okay so that's a pretty good baseline now so anybody who when we mention dfs over the next little bit of time if you don't know now you know um, all right, so let's start with this. Uh, what are your teams? What do you, you? Where does your sports fandom lie? How do you? How did you get get yourself here to this point? Uh, yeah, my dad, big big sports guy, uh, big big football fan, um, and uh, I actually grew up being a Dallas Cowboys fan. They were terrible my whole <laughs> life. They were yep. always bad. Uh, really, have very few positive memories. I, th- I think my best memory as a Cowboys fan was uh, the San Francisco 49ers game. I want to say like 2008 or so Romo goes to the locker room with a punctured lung comes back in they end up winning in overtime I was like a week two regular season game so that kind of shows you uh what it was like Ooh. and so I moved to yeah. Kansas City <laughs> I moved to Kansas City the year the Chiefs drafted Patrick Mahomes and was able to go to a bunch of games uh was there for like an uh, come from behind Alex Smith overtime victory I was there for Mahomes' first career start all this cool stuff and it just was it was just impossible to not get wrapped up in it and like i said the cowboys just horribly 
uh depressing so so switched allegiances i mean it would like it, when the cowboys play i'm like it would be nice if they would win but you don't live or die with it um yeah. big big fan of of european soccer uh aston villa is my team whoa uh, yeah that's uh whoa how did that happen how'd you end up as a villa fan uh well the the villa thing was a little bit more like i'd like to pick a team that could theoretically finish top seven someday but is not one of the, <laughs> the, the the oligarchy and is not owned by uh saudi arabia or or qatar yeah um, uh, reasonable <laughs> yeah no so, understandable hard these days hard i had these the days same find a team like that <laughs> i believe it or not that's how i got into manchester city Yep. Yeah, because they they used to just be you know a normal you know yo yo yeah. club. And they were across from. Yeah. No, I I totally I totally get that. And and look, if if Qatar buys Aston Villa, and and it's not like I'm gonna be like, well, I can't can't support them anymore. You know, I totally get it. To be fair, if you want them to crack that six seven type spot, that's probably the probably the most likely way it's gonna happen anyway. I mean, they do actually have a bunch of money. They just don't have a they coherent. Do uh recruitment strategy their their owners are not you know they're not they're not crying poor they just um they just kind of buy whoever you know they just they buy a bunch they're the two biggest signings in in club history both play the same position and can't play at the same time so uh <laughs> that, it's it's a problem that's well, a great point <laughs> at least hey honestly that's a, definitely one of the most respectable answers i've ever heard for uh an european football team so hats off to you for that and i hope i hope villa make it at some point because uh they're a historic club and they and the claret and blue is definitely my favorite color scheme in all sports you yes. you are oh sorry i was gonna say you are a basketball fan before I, yeah. I felt like what teams um in basketball do you support and how did you get into basketball i know um, that's a big thing in daily fantasy yeah yeah oklahoma city always um nice. and and actually this is the secret they don't tell you about uh, basketball is it's actually the sport that's probably the most fun to be a fan of a bad team You're a fan of a bad team in football <laughs> whatever right fan of a bad team in hockey not fun fan of a bad team in baseball which i am just miserable right uh, horrible but if you're a fan of a bad team in basketball it's amazing because you're always like we're going to get the next Tim Duncan. We're going to get the next <laughs> LeBron. We'll, oh, we'll take your salary. We'll trade for Chris Paul's horrible contract. It's, and it, it's actually like now the Oklahoma City is kind of starting to win a little bit now. Now is the part of where it's going to actually start getting frustrating again, where it's like, oh, great. We're the sixth seed in the Western Conference again. No, it's more fun to just literally have every draft pick forever. <laughs> what about what? Did you mention your baseball team? The Royals. I grew up. I grew up in a small town in yeah. Kansas. They're just. It is what it is. the The 2014 2015 World Series. Obviously, like, that's that's good for a lifetime, right? You get to you get you get one championship. I was I was actually there for the Game Seven loss to Madison Bumgarner, where he came in and pitched four innings on oh, three yeah. days rest. That was yeah. horrible. Um, but yeah, that was that that was a cool. Hey, at moment. least you got there. You guys knocked uh, you not you guys knocked my team out on the way to that run. I was at the ga I was at the game just before in Toronto before you guys knocked us out. And uh, yeah, Man. no, at least hey, at least you made a World Series. I have not seen any of my professional teams because uh, I was on a really new Raptors fan when they ended up winning. I have not seen any of my professional teams in a final, so it's very nice. At least you have Liverpool. That. You have Liverpool okay, on your wall Liverpool, behind you. Liverpool, Liverpool <laughs> yeah. does not count. Liverpool, as we talked about, Liverpool spend money like like the big teams theoretically. Anyway, they don't 
right now, but theoretically they do. <laughs> theoretically, yeah. Yes. Um, and right, this is so, the year for the Leafs. Uh, Davis, do you follow NHL buddy, at all? Enough of, enough of that. So I, <laughs> I grew up being an Avalanche fan, um, and they, they won. They won last year. I, I, so yeah. I live in St. Louis now, so I went to two of the games. It was really cool. Nice. Um, yeah, that was, that was really cool. But, like, I can't – it's one of those where I'm like, yeah, I know the guys on the team, and I know the coach, but I don't – I'm not sweating it out every night. Yeah. Um, so I, I can't say I'm like a huge fan. Like it didn't change my life when they, in fact, the, when they won in 2001, I have like more memories of that. Cause I was watching all this. I was back when hockey used to be on ESPN. It, it would be on every night. Yeah. No, well, I, I can't blame you. Now. Oh, exactly. ESPN hockey. Yeah. 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 Again, no. <laughs> uh, we can't blame you for being an abs fan when you're younger. I'm talking, I'm thinking that's the Joe Sackick, uh, Forsberg, Korea, Patrick Waugh, the whole everyone. Blake, yeah, yeah. like literally everybody was on that team. <laughs> yeah, they were they were they were the beautiful best. team. Yeah. All right. So uh next let's next sort of uh order of operations. Now I kind of want to know how you got into DFS, how you got into this, how you got into doing DFS yourself. Um well, I've played fantasy sports forever, right? Uh, you know, played fantasy football when I was young, did did all the drafts and everything. Uh, and I, I love gambling, right? I've played played cards forever. Yeah. Um, just I enjoy enjoy speculating with uh with money. And <laughs> I mean, I I I don't remember the exact incident why I first created an account. Like I don't remember what the the thing was, but I remember I was a junior in college. So this would have been 2013 or so. And I was like, all right, well, whatever, let's do this. And I I remember I played some NHL contests, got smashed, got, got crushed, you know, (laughs) lost a lot. I I think I deposited a hundred bucks initially lost it all. Um, Yeah, it was just, I mean, there was a, it was kind of like the 2013, 2014, 2015. It was kind of like it is now with the sports betting stuff where like all the do all the, the mid twenties dudes, you know, uh, all have their their app up and they're firing same game parlays and stuff. Like it was that DFS was sort of like the college age, uh, young young. Uh, I guess now middle aged millennials were or all about it at that time. <laughs> and why DFS more than just like straight betting? Well. I'm from the Midwest, so chances for like legal betting have been limited. Uh, now I've had, I have my experience with like the offshores and everything. I've done I've done all of that, but I mean, I guess sports betting is like to some degree a peer to peer game because markets are you know influenced by people from both sides. But it's it's the same reason why I prefer poker when I go to the casino and I don't play table games, which is uh, you know people are dumber than computers and computers are who are essentially who you're competing against uh for the most part in sportsbook now dfs now to say it's a peer-to-peer game is like a little untrue because the people who are making a living the people who are raking in millions that's all computers it's all simulation based and and honestly computing now and the amount of people who like know how to program and do their own modeling and programming now is like so much greater than it was five, yeah. six, seven years ago. So it, the context has changed. But when I started, it was just a, it was, it, I mean, like poker in 2004, like you could just, if you just could breathe, you were basically a winner. Yeah. 
Okay. That's fair. I, I personally have, I have a buddy who does a lot of DFS and he actually says the same thing. He's like, I prefer, like, I know it's a little different now, but like he prefers to compete against humans. Like if you're using your knowledge to make money, knowledge about sports to make money on sports one way or another, DFS seems like a more, I don't want to say surefire cause it's not, but like, it's a more, it's you have more control over what's going on in DFS than you do when you're making just a straight bet on a game. There's no, no doubt about that. Yeah. I mean, and it also depends on like what you're looking for, like the ability to win larger sums of money in DFS is greater because, uh, you know, DraftKings and FanDuel or whoever, they're not going to limit you. You're, you can enter in as many contests as you want. You can, you can enter in a million dollars of contests in an NFL weekend, probably if you wanted to. Um, and if you, log on to DraftKings every weekend for four weekends straight and you get closing line value on all your bets and you never lose a player prop or you bet the same player prop that like a syndicate of people are betting, like all of a sudden you're not going to be able to get as much money down. And um, so it's like even if the, honestly, like they, they so disincentivize being so good, which is, I, I think I've seen a trend honestly of people getting kind of back into DFS recently, actually people who, when sportsbooks first opened and you could get free bets and and there were so all sorts of deals and then started limiting you yet that was easier money and now i think it's a little bit harder mergy you get limited all the time this sounds like something <laughs> you should be doing no uh dfs something i definitely have looked into doing uh but I, that's actually a point i was just going to make here in toronto there it's not really here yet uh, I oh, guess wow. because, uh, yeah, legally, technically, sportsbooks haven't set that up yet. I, I know there's ways around that. Um, there definitely are. You could use VPNs, you could use offshore books. But DraftKings, for example, one of the biggest uh, DFS sportsbooks in the world, um, they don't have that available on uh, on the app here. So for someone, if someone was trying to get into DFS, let's say this, this would be their first time betting on something like that. Um, what would be your your advice to them uh if you have any like i know it's i know in all types of sports betting it's kind of like uh you learn as you go uh you you have to lose a little bit to kind of understand the way things work and and sacrifice uh i guess to make money in the long term because you're going to you're going to make mistakes you're going to lose um so what advice would you have to someone who's just joining i mean problems? honestly there are like a lot of good free resources out there for DFS, like like way more than there would have been a few years ago. Like if you just Google like how to play daily fantasy sports, how to win at daily fantasy sports, um, or even like micro, like if you really wanted to get super micro into it uh, and you start to understand the terminology and stuff, like if you just Googled like how to create good lineups for Super Bowl, daily fantasy, whatever, like you're going to get good stuff uh a lot i mean honestly a lot of the major fantasy podcasts like cbs espn yahoo they all have like daily fantasy stuff which is not to say that this is like the greatest information in the world or that you're like guaranteed to generate plus ev lineups but i don't i think in nfl and baseball it's probably hard to follow like good free resources and have dead lineups now like in something that is a little bit more reactive to um player news and stuff like that like nba you, you could probably enter a dead a pretty dead lineup like just without even knowing it but like in football kind of kind of hard to honestly be drawing dead 
especially if you're listening to so much uh so much information you kind of mentioned something there that it was basically question i wanted to ask you how do you make a good super bowl dfs lineup what where do i start like i see all the values on here am i pick like do i want to be picking the top guy like to start my lineup like what what what, how do I do it? Like, what is my, what, what am I looking at here? I mean, a lot of this stuff gets to be like hyper specific for the single game stuff. Cause there's like this whole, it's called these, these contests are called showdown contests and the strategy and thinking for showdown contests. I, I would compare it a lot to what has happened in poker where a lot of the time we're not talking about like, Oh, you should just do this every time with Ace King. It's, 60% of the time you should do this with Ace King, 10% of the time you should do this, 20% of the time you should do this, 8% of the time you should do this. It's like so and also it's like relative to the contest you're entering. Like if you go to FanDuel or DraftKings and you're like, all right, I'm gonna enter the contest that is a million dollars for first place. Well, the the biggest question you have to answer is like, how many other people in this contest are gonna be entering the exact same lineup as me? Cause like if you think about it, there's two quarterbacks on each team. There's three running uh-huh. backs on each team, probably five wide receivers active for each team, Kansas City and Philadelphia, um, and then two tight ends, three tight ends, and a fullback, right? So it's like it's pretty limited number of guys who can even score fantasy points, and you have the kickers and the defenses. Then you have to go, okay, well, there's a pretty limited number of guys who can score fantasy points, pretty limited number of ways that like make sense. So it's like, oh, I played the quarterback, so I should play two of his wide receivers, but oh, I, if I'm doing that, then probably a lot of other people are doing that. And, yeah. and so there's there's this whole cascading wrinkle. And, mm-hmm. and I would say 90% of the people who are winning at this, at these single entry or these uh, these single game contests are, they're not even thinking about it. They're, they're not even going, oh, I really like Mahomes here. I really like Devonta Smith here. They are putting in the salaries and the projected points and projected ownership of every player. So they're like, oh, I think Mahomes is going to be on 70% of these rosters or 10% of the captains. And then they're just having a computer run 10,000 simulations of the game and being like, these are the combinations that come up most often that your opponents are also not using. Like, which is like why I'm saying it really is just a game being played by computer nerds against one another, honestly, at this stage. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Like you are more determining like as opposed to like picking the best players you're trying to find the best players that are not being picked by everyone and then the only way to really measure that is to run simulations i guess so okay i see how that makes sense um let's look at let's would you be is it possible for us to build a dfs lineup right now for a competition for the super bowl uh yeah i assume i i haven't looked but i yeah okay i'm going to pull up the salaries for the DraftKings Super Bowl slate. So we have $15 entry, 470,000, so almost half a million entries are going to be in this. So uh, you're probably not going to win this. um, Oh, and I talked about lineups being duplicated earlier, which sounds like, what does it matter? I'd like to just get first place. Well, pretty easy to think about. Um, Let's say you get first place by yourself million dollars pretty nice right well first place with 418 other people still nice to win but not but not nearly as nice actually um the super bowl last year was i i want to say there was a three-way chop for first place but but 
three years ago, the the Patriots Rams Super Bowl because it was such a weird one because it was thirteen to three. I think both defenses uh, had over eight points. Uh, was actually a, a solo winner. Uh, someone someone won a huge four hundred thousand nice. entry contest. Um, not not chopped, which is that's that's the goal. The 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 idea now in DFS is not how do I win this contest. It's more what do I win when I win this contest. <laughs> it's it's really honestly, I would say a lot of people playing DFS now are trying to get yeah. really lucky about once a year. Is 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 honestly really the wow. the, the sort of strategy. Wow, so one one DFS win can basically pay for a, over pay and make profit on a full season of DFS. I mean, depending again, depending on like the size of con, like in in for yeah, NBA for for NBA, you know, someone wins a hundred thousand dollars pretty much every single night. So uh, let's say you make eighty thousand yes. dollars in a year, it's a, it's a pretty good living, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's sort of the that's sort of the the idea. Okay. Um, so and, and you're clear, you clearly are a proven winner. Uh, I like as we're getting this ready to to get a lineup in. Uh, you do have a community that wins with you as well. But how did you build that community? Like, how did you get into the sports media side of this? Uh, because not only do you set up lineups and you're an expert for yourself, uh, but you have the podcast, you have the show, uh, you, you you're involved in multiple different things, especially like all over social media. So how did you get into giving picks to people? Like, what made you decide to do that? Honestly, to, like most things in life, just like sheer luck. Um, I I started doing. Actually, this is true. My my grandmother forwarded me a Craigslist post of a guy looking for a sports blogger writing wow. no um, NBA stuff for like twenty five bucks a night when I was a freshman in college. So that would have been twenty ten. And like I said, I've always played fantasy football, and this was kind of around when podcasts were first starting. So started a podcast in. 20 started my own website and podcast in like 2012 2013 ish right around there because that the og website sort of failed out and honestly at the time the space really wasn't there wasn't a lot of people doing it it was like basically basically there was like the pros doing it on espn and yahoo and cbs and that was kind of it you know there wasn't there wasn't like a, a huge groundswell of independent people doing their own thing and you know just sort of uh opportunity creates a vacuum and that just got really lucky after that got got small job offers worked for like very little money at first um and then because yep. i was in college and it didn't matter it's like whatever my living no. expenses were were so <laughs> low and then just sort of uh going going on from there and and honestly like if I was like, is there anything that like makes me special or any great advice I could give people now? Like, I don't think so. I think it was just truly, uh, luck. I mean, honestly, the number one thing I would say to anyone trying to do it now is just get super comfortable on camera, super comfortable talking because people don't really read or pay for written content that much anymore. Or if they do, they already have their like source. They're like, no one's looking to add a fourth subscription for like fantasy sports or whatever. (laughs) They, they got, but there's there's plenty of room, I think, for like video and audio content still. Yeah, I think that's probably the like video and audio content in all its form, short and long, is definitely the most the most likely way for me to pick up new information at this point. Even like even being someone who used to read articles and have three, four subscriptions, it's just easier. And I think you people get more across when you do talk when you can see them talk or hear them talk. It just it's just totally different. 
Yeah. Um. So I've been I've been trying. We I just realized I, I, we can't actually build a DFS lineup on our own. So you're gonna have to build the lineup while we sort of talk to you <laughs> about it. I I tried to get into all the sites, and it would require me to put a VPN on, and then I would need to. Yeah. Then I would lose the call, and it just it's just a whole whole set of shenanigans. <laughs> yeah. So, they got you. They got you locked out. Yeah, yeah, man, I have money sitting in a DraftKings account that I'm waiting for them to just like eventually come back because I don't want to do, go through the whole process. I don't want to pull it out. And they, last time I pulled money out from DraftKings, they mailed it to me, and it took a really long time. And uh, it came in a check, and the check because it was American wouldn't deposit over my phone. I just could go into the bank. Long story short, I don't feel like doing it again. So I have money sitting in a DraftKings account, just waiting for them to figure it out and bring it here. Um, I don't do. Do you have any insight into why we might not have it right now in North America, in Canada? Yeah, it's because they they don't want you to, man. They don't want. They don't want. <laughs> they don't want none of these. None of these places want fantasy sports because uh, there's like a similar element in the United States. Like uh, if you go to Las Vegas, if you go to Nevada, you can't play daily fantasy sports. Uh, oh wow. Be- because because they they want you in the casinos man they want you gambling they like um uh and and so it's it's a it's a similar thing there where it's like they would prefer you to and i think there i i can't speak with 100 percent accuracy but i think there is an element of like the rake uh the, the amount of the 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 state registered operators in canada are are able to charge like a really high rake on transactions i i know yeah. it used to be the case it's not the case anymore that you used to have to parlay everything in canada yeah. right yeah, like every anymore, every yes that was every wager <laughs> used to have to, so it's it's sort of a similar thing where it's like it's really just a way because because the state also gets a chunk of that right the state the the books have to pay a huge fee to the state so it, it's all it's all just an extension um of that they don't they don't want you for for a long time you could play fantasy sports in toronto and in ontario and everything yeah, i and, did <laughs> and i, I want to say it was june 1st of last year they revoked it um yeah. so yeah everything guess, else came in and fantasy went out that was basically how it went i yeah. guess they want us to be doing these sports betting uh for a while and they want to make their money make tons of money and then maybe they'll release the fantasy and they will make some money off that too but but you make a good point where there will be sharps uh who could get around it and and to steal money from the bookies so this they probably don't want that yet they can't afford it yet well i had a buddy who played who lived in ontario who played daily fantasy sports professionally and he left he moved to portugal actually he was like wow. that's it he was like he, he had family from there anyway so it wasn't like he okay. re- he relocated his whole life but he was like there's not you know and and he actually he moved to toronto originally because weirdly enough you can't play poker in the united states but you can play poker in canada he was a professional poker player so he, oh, moved wow. to, he moved to canada originally to play cards which a lot of people did um back yeah. in in 2010 um yeah it's just i mean just goes to show you it's all it's all you know whatever however the state gets their cut they 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 will get it <laughs> yeah i think you're right with poker Dan, if i'm not mistaken i think daniel negranu is canadian and like is like correct yeah like the big the big guys do generally come out of here and we we do see we're more connected to the european poker scene here than we are to the u.s gambling scene still because of how long it's taken just to get into get involved um all right so let's roll in i am i i'm kind of interested to build a lineup so we have six players here to pick 
six or five players in a defense or how does it work yeah so no we can we can pick six players any any player uh any any guy who is eligible active in the game quarterback running back wide receiver tight end uh and then defenses and kickers are in the pool as well not not individual defensive players just the defenses defenses, as a whole every player is assigned a salary five of these positions are just the flex point so aj brown scores 10 points you get 10 points and then the the differentiating factor is the captain slot this is how you don't have millions and millions of duplicated lineups so the captain slot uh for example jalen hurts's salary is eleven thousand two hundred, but in the captain slot it is sixteen thousand eight hundred times 1.5 and if jalen hurts scores 20 points those points will be multiplied by 1.5 as well is it valuable to make your, like it's more expensive but is it valuable to make your captain your highest scoring player so generally speaking the winning lineup is going to have whoever scores the most fantasy points in a slate as the captain so if it's jalen hurts yeah you, you need to but there is a limiting factor where if you have jalen hurts for sixteen thousand eight hundred, you put patrick mahomes in there for seven thousand you only have twenty two thousand dollars left so again for example in this analogy if travis kelsey and aj brown also score a lot of fantasy points in addition to jalen hurts and patrick mahomes probably that lineup combination you're not going to be able to do um you're not going to have enough salary to get there so there are plenty of there are plenty of slates where um you know let's say for example uh kenneth gainwell uh, he's seven thousand five hundred in the captain, five thousand in the flex. Let's say Kenneth Gainwell yeah. has a nice little game, four catches, sixty yards. You know, he gets to eleven points. Not the highest scoring player, but if three other or four other higher salary players score a lot of fantasy points to get the combinations of all those three guys in there together, you might need a cheaper guy in your captain slot. Okay, I see. That makes so. Sense. So do you usually pick your captain first or do you usually pick your captain last? Or does it just kind of like, yeah, I think you're, where where do we start? Your strategy tends to be dictated by who you're selecting at captain, both for if you want to try and correlate with those pieces or if you want to try and go for uniqueness, right? So you, you, you tend to think of like, okay, well, who are the most popular captains going to be? I think it's going to be Hertz and Mahomes by a mile, (laughs) um, in, in this slate. Um, Probably, honestly, probably followed by Kelsey. Probably the, it, which is is not always the case. It's not always that the three most expensive guys, but these three guys score so many more fantasy points on average than everyone else in the pool for this contest. And would yeah, you I'm recommend a huge jump? And would you recommend going for like a quarterback um, in our captain situation for this for this specific game, um, or like do you focus on like a different position? I mean, it depends on if you're doing like 150 entries or if you're doing one. Uh, yep. It depends on if you're doing the 470,000 person contest or, you know, I mean, there are 100 person contest, like 100 person contests. I, who cares? Like, I don't think you're going to get, you're unlikely to be duped, uh, unlikely to have a duplicated lineup there. So, yeah, play yep. Mahomes or whatever. In in the huge, uh, basically lottery style contest, I, I would not use a quarterback because I think Hurts and Mahomes combined. Are going to be something like forty percent of of the captains, or something like that. It's yeah. going to be a huge percentage. Okay, so which do we want to do? Do we want to do the big, the big, a big t- style one, or do we want to? Let's say we're doing one entry, 
as of right now. We have only one entry. Do we want to do a big style tournament or do we want to do like a hundred person? What is easier for us to start with, honestly? Yeah, definitely, definitely easier to think about doing like a hundred, three hundred, four hundred person contest for sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's do that. Let's pick our let's pick our first player. Um, like I I definitely like think Travis Kelsey's gonna have a huge game again. Um, I, but I really want Dallas Godert on our team. I think he has a big game. I know the Chiefs have struggled against opposing tight ends this season. Something like I've banked on uh, on regular sports betting. Uh, they're actually the worst defense against tight ends this season. And, and I know Jalen Hurts loves relying on Godert in big situations. So I, right, I think he has yeah. a big game. I, I really like, I don't know, like if you guys no, I'm, disagree. I like it as well. Like no, I love, I like don't get well. me wrong. I love Travis Kelsey. I just feel like Dallas Goder. It's a good like niche kind of option in that position, and kind of gives us money elsewhere. Yeah. All right. Let's do that. Let's do. Let's do uh, Goddard, and let's put Hertz in there with him. Um, so yes. we have twenty nine thousand two hundred dollars left. So we used uh, we used a good chunk. We that's seven thousand three hundred <laughs> remaining per player. Um, I actually think this is going to be a pretty interesting grouping because the chiefs wide receiver injuries put DraftKings in a hard slot they wanted to get these salaries out early so all the wide receivers have weird prices valdez scantling is 6200 smith schuster is 5600 hardman yeah. and tony who may or may not play both of those guys are below 5000 um no like justin watson may or may not play 2000 but then you have like marcus kemp who is the dead minimum 200 Marcus Kemp might have to play, you know, if, if yeah, Hardman, if hard, if Hardman and Tony can't suit up, Marcus Kemp is going to have to play, but my, my favorite play, and I'm going to be betting this dude on every exotic prop that there is, is <laughs> Noah Gray. Um, super yeah, unheralded has not like, obviously he's not, um, you know, blown, blown the socks off anyone yet this year, but this dude plays no. all the time. Like I, I think sort of casual viewers, of the Chiefs, man, I don't even know who this dude is, but he basically plays like sixty percent of the offensive sound. He's just out there all the time, and you know I've been betting him first touchdown, last touchdown, you know all this, all this stuff for the last couple weeks as all the wide receivers have been injured. But I just uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that angle here as well. So I'm gonna take him for twelve hundred, okay. and that earns us a bunch more room against the cap. We can take Mahomes yes. now. We can take AJ Brown now. Uh, but I, I do I, – so we have Dallas Goddard and the captain, Jalen Hurts, and Noah Gray. Okay, should we have both of the – should we have both of the uh, the quarterbacks? Is that like a – is that a reasonable plan? I think – I mean, if you think this game is going to go over if, or if you think that uh, these are two good – like I think – especially because these two guys, it's it's not like, um, you know, a Tom Brady, a Derek Carr situation. Like if these dudes get to 28 points, if either team gets to 28 points, these guys – these guys do everything for their teams. They they yeah, they yeah. just the the whole engine of the offense runs through the two of them. So we still have a pretty decent amount of salary left, seventeen thousand in total. We can we can take probably whoever we want out of Kelsey, AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, Miles Sanders, Pacheco. Um, I, we could take like one other stud here and now. I think. Okay, so we have three positions locked up. That means we have how four. many we two have, left? To, we have oh four, four positions for oh yeah yeah, yeah. I didn't Goddard, count, uh, Hertz, I didn't Gray, count and Mahomes. Okay, so we have two left, and and how much? Seventeen thousand. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so that would be maybe Patrick Mahomes and uh, oh, that would put us over. We, we could do Kelsey and Valdez Scantling. 
We could do oh, AJ Brown that. and McKinnon. We could do uh, probably. I really like Go- Valdez Scantling personally. That's one of the players I'm looking at this week. I like really like Valdez Scantling. Um, I'm with it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like I think he's. And, like, and you said we couple that with was Kelsey targeting him. Yeah, yeah, we can we can we can do Kelsey. We can do AJ Brown. We can do Devonta Smith. We can do any. We have enough salary for any of them now. This lineup: Goddard, Hurts, Gray, Mahomes, Valdez, Scantling, and then if we put Kelsey in there, probably like in the big tournament, four hundred seventy thousand or whatever. That's probably duped five hundred yeah. times, maybe, yeah, maybe I was more or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You make it. You make it AJ Brown, probably duped two hundred times, yeah. one hundred fifty times, right? You you do Devonta Smith. You're talking about that might be less than fifty dupes, right? I was because, thinking Devonta Smith. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then, obviously, anyone else other than that, you're talking like you're leaving. Once you get down to leaving like five thousand, three thousand or so of salary on the table, you're talking about like those are really low dupe numbers, obviously because you're giving up a lot of projected points. Yeah, I see. Okay, so what would what would your be? What would your next pick be? What would you what would you look at here? Like, would you try and take? Would you lean heavily onto one team, or would you try and get a mix, a healthy mix of both? Like, even if you, if you think the Chiefs are going to win, let's say, are you picking more Chiefs players, even if you think the Chiefs are going to win and it's not, and it's going to be, but it's going to be a close game? So the most common lineup construction is three and three, three from one team, three of the other team, especially when it's a close spread and both teams are good. Now, it, ten point spreads or whatever, you know, Jets versus Bills or whatever, you're you're going to see it go. <laughs> the other way but i imagine three and three is going to be pretty far and away the uh the most popular here so i would probably go i would probably go kelsey here if, if we're playing in like a 500 person contest or whatever but i think the if i was just caring about being unique though i would go devonta smith and i think both are are probably good i think goddard and aj brown probably don't correlate particularly well with one another i think they're they're probably both no. pretty reliant on touchdowns, whereas I think Smith is it could you know get eleven receptions or whatever. So I, I would I would either go Kelsey or Devonta Smith here. I I again I said I said it before I really do like Kelsey and I I like the idea of having Mahomes having two of the guys Mahomes looked for so much in the last game like he looked for MVS and Kelsey so frequently uh, and has all season. And obviously, Kelsey is probably probably the best option outside of quarterback. Like in this, as far as fantasy points on the season goes, he gets three. He's on average three more points, over three more points than AJ Brown, and over five points on Devonta Smith. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're. I think you're probably right. So let's let's do it. Goddard in the captain. Jalen Hurts, Noah Gray, Patrick Mahomes, Marquez Valdez, Scantling. Travis Kelsey, I think that is uh, that's a good. I think that's a good lineup. I think that is probably a, a good expected value lineup. Okay, well, you're gonna have to enter it for us. We can't do it. I got. <laughs> I, it I will for, for sure. Okay, yeah, and we're gonna no have doubt. to check and see how check and see how we did all the all the all the winnings. Um, feel free to have them. We can't we can't legally <laughs> take them. <laughs> uh, but it'd be great. The betting edge. Uh, first dfs lineup hopefully in the future we can actually do it here in canada um and then we'll have we'll have this kind of a series going if you're interested in this davis all right yeah perfect i was really looking for all the big um events like march do you do do dfs for march madness 
I probably will, but I'm not a college basketball guy. I don't know. I don't know anything. I, I literally, I, I probably right now could not name a college basketball player. I think, I, 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 yeah, I don't even, oh, no, that's not true. Uh, oh, no, because Scoot Henderson is not, he's in the, he's in the G League, right? Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah, okay, I can't. I agree with you. No, Me neither. But I we're in Toronto, so I guess I have more of an excuse. Yeah, I'm like call, racking yeah. my brains here. The only yeah. the only non NBA player that's coming to my mind is Victor Wembanyama. That's it. <laughs> yeah. 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 And he's uh, he plays in France, right? Yeah. He, yeah. He, he's nowhere near that. Nowhere near college basketball. Yeah. Uh, but, but we can still do it for the before the March Madness finals if you're yeah, interested, we'll, we'll, or we'll any other thing. something out. Yeah, we'll figure something out for sure. <laughs> Yeah, as soon as it becomes legal here again, we'll be. I'm definitely getting right back on it. I was starting to get into NBA uh, DFS because I was I was really enjoy. I don't know if you had this experience, but my buddy was playing DFS a lot during the COVID season, and he was making a ton of money on just like being really sharp on the injury reports and the COVID reports because anytime somebody would go out, he would pick his replacement and he was making a ton of money doing that. I don't know how, if what your experience was like when uh with the nba people always being out load management what's it like yeah i mean that is if you're if you're gonna play nba uh you know for for a lot of money or or try to earn a grind i mean you're gonna be stuck at your computer all night monitoring who who's in who's out you know who is is lebron playing is lebron not playing who's, <laughs> who's the backup center for the clippers all that stuff all right i have no more i think i have no more questions left on the dfs front um last thing i do want your pick for the actual like a best bet if you can give me one i don't know if this is if this is your bag so much but a best bet for the super bowl uh best bet is patrick mahomes for super bowl mvp uh cuz if the chiefs uh. He, he didn't do anything the year in 2019. Damian Williams should have won, and I learned my lesson. I bet Damian Williams. Damian Williams had 150 yards and two touchdowns. Wow. was clearly the player of the game. Should have won. I, I was counting my money, and they gave it to Mahomes. Uh, <laughs> so instead of betting the Chiefs' money line or, or Chiefs and the spread, just bet Mahomes' MVP because there's really not a universe where they win and he doesn't get it. Yeah, and there's more money in that than betting on either the spread or the money line by like a decent bit. That's at plus one thirty five on most lines right now. So yeah, I yeah no okay. I actually I actually like that as a best bet. Do you do you? I know you're like you're kind of a Chiefs a Chiefs guy right now, but do you actually think they're gonna win the game? The Eagles are gonna be a tough test. The Eagles are gonna be a tough test. The Eagles are great. I think the Chiefs' advantages are obviously this is these guys for Super Bowl. Um, I, I think yeah. they have four guys left on the roster. The bunch of the, the, I mean, the core of the Chiefs guys, this is going to be their third. Some of them, it'll be their first. Some of them, it'll be their second. Um, Brady talks about this. Manning talks about this. A lot of these guys, they say it's it's not like playing a regular game. The pregame takes forever. You don't get to warm up how you normally do. The halftime takes forever. Like, it's like yeah. 30, 40 minutes for the halftime. They say that's terrible. Like, Brady was talking in Brady's, one of these documentaries or books, he's like, it's, it's the worst halftime. You're just sitting there, especially if you're down. If you're down at halftime <laughs> and you're the losing team, it's horrible. Um, yeah. So and and Mahomes said that too because they were down in the Buccaneers Super Bowl at halftime, and he was like, it was just yeah. the worst experience. Um. So I, I I I I think the Eagles obviously are the better team. They have a better offensive line, better defense, better wide receivers. 
but then they don't have Mahomes, and Mahomes is like I think Mahomes is probably worth I don't know like eight or nine points against the spread or something. He's he's the best. Yeah, so. he's a man on a mission this year too. Like you mentioned, he didn't. He I agree. He didn't deserve the MVP last um, last time out. But if they're taking into consideration uh, the run to the playoffs, like this year, there's no doubt he should be favorite. And then if he wins the Super Bowl, like he's hundred percent getting it because not only do they give it to the big name, but like this last game, this championship game against the Bengals, Mahomes took it upon himself to win it. Uh, we were sitting here watching the Twitch stream and we we were in awe uh, of just seeing that run at the end. He's playing on one ankle and he still makes the game winning plays. Uh, this is the kind of guy he around. is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I love that bet too. I, I think I'm on that Mahomes for MVP. Yeah. I could be on it as well. I could be convinced even out of my Chiefs money line bet, which is what originally I suggested. Because uh, I'm in the exact same boat. I think the Eagles are a better team. The Eagles are better defensively, but I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes again this season. It's just this is this is the guy who's gonna win it this year. He's gonna win the MVP and he's gonna win it all. All right. Well, Mergy, do you do you uh, do you dis- do you have anything you want to say before we roll off? No, uh, I, I mean, I like I, I still kind of think it's a toss up right now. I don't know who I'm taking 100%. I want to see the injury report a little bit closer to the game. Um, but I like the Chiefs in this situation, too. I really do. Uh, they, they have the experience. You mentioned it. They have the players. For me, it just depends on how healthy uh, those receivers are and how healthy Mahomes himself is come game time. But again, it's almost two weeks away or just under two weeks away, like. These guys have lots of time. They're professionals. They play through minor injuries. Um, so so let's see how these guys are ready for the game. It's going to be a really good Super Bowl. One of the best in my recent recent memory because the two teams have such top quality players in every part of their team. Like There's defensive studs. There's offensive linemen, as you mentioned. Um, the Eagles offensive linemen is like Hall of Fame worthy. And then we also have two quarterbacks who let's be honest, are going to be some of the faces of the league uh, for the next five to ten years. So it's a really, really exciting game. Plus, we got Rihanna at halftime. Who could, who, what, could be, <laughs> what could be better? Even the players want to – I can't remember which player it was that tweeted, but even the players want to watch the halftime show <laughs> this, this year around. Um, all right, so everybody listening, you can follow Davis on Twitter, at Davis Matek. Uh, go follow him on all of the things he does. The Sports Grid Fantasy Football Show is unreal. Uh, fantasy Football Podcast, all sorts of stuff. Um, thanks so much for being here, and hopefully we get to talk to you soon. And hopefully at the end of next week, you are a happy man and uh, sharing some drinks with your buddies, cheering on a Super Bowl dub. Beautiful. Can't wait, guys. Thanks for having me. Mergy, why did they take DFS away from us? <laughs> it's so stupid. It is so stupid, man. Like, as as someone who gambles all the time, I wish I could be doing it on fantasy sports because, like, I'm starting to find a little more success in fantasy now that I've started actually getting into fantasy I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, cough, cough, or hockey one. Um, but that's but one thing I guess. First place since literally the start of the season. <laughs> Yo, I'm losing my lead. This um, Mitch better have my money guy is catching up. And if you're watching Mitch this, Joshua, have my Marnie, <laughs> <laughs> if you're watching this, Joshua, stop catching up to me. Okay. Let me win. Um, regardless, DFS, our lineup for the Super Bowl, I think it's kind of spicy. I really like it. I love the picks. We, the angles we took. Um, I was big on, Go- on Godert, but I didn't mean to put him captain. I was just like, I'm really big on him. <laughs> 
<laughs> for the game. But Davis was like, yo, captain, why not? And I'm like, all right. All right, let's see. Bro, we'll like, get a bunch of money if he's if he has a sick game. You know how much money he's gonna get one? Yeah, that's true. Win that pool because not many people would probably have him captain. No, but like very few people. <laughs> I really do think he has a big game. Um, not only that, I think Devonte Smith has a big game, and I feel like I feel iffy about not adding him to our lineup. But it could be recency bias. Like we saw him hey, with man, his this one is why handed you make catch. Multiple lineups, though. This is why DFS is not just a one lineup game, as Davis was saying. You got to pick a bunch of things because, like, you never know how it's gonna go. And that's what he says. Com computer nerds who can make many, many, many lineups <laughs> are the ones really winning right now. Well, we definitely have to have Davis on again. Um, I, I personally think we should make a lineup for every big event moving forward. Yeah, for sure. Um, whether we have him on or not, like, made it. We we got to get. I'm gonna use my VPN. I have I have a VPN uh, so far for the next no, big hey, event, hey, careful, quote unquote. Careful. You're not gonna do anything. You're not gonna do anything. You're not doing any, any sponsors. I, if you're listening, he's not doing that. That's I'm not. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm driving to Buffalo. I'm driving to Buffalo, and I'm placing my DFS lineup. <laughs> In that's Buffalo. fine. You can do that. You can do that. That's legal. You're allowed. That's what you're doing. Great. But so moving forward, know, whenever moving we forward. post the DFS lineup, that's how it happened. We drove to Buffalo. <laughs> we got a hotel. We sat and researched in Buffalo, and we went physically to a bookie and started our DFS lineup. Okay. Correct. Um, but moving forward, that's exactly what we're gonna do because um, this is a really cool way to make money and. It's kind of fun cheering on different players in the same night rather than cheering on a team. I think it's more fun than picking player props. Personally, I think DFS is more fun than picking on player props because you're looking for them to be successful over a whole game. Whereas, I, I mean, I guess sometimes with player props, that's what you're looking for as well. But you're just, it's just, it's more fun when they are contributing to your team. And yeah. like, it's, 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 I don't know, fun to fun. Either way, um, no, oh, and you mentioned ahead, and you mentioned it um like you said they're try you're you're looking forward to to them playing well the whole game uh but a big part of it is you're looking forward to them playing well overall too right like in player props you kind of picked a points prop or you picked a rebounds prop or you picked an assist prop and you're just hoping for that assist but then you see yes. this guy taking threes and you're like fuck i should have taken the threes uh <laughs> in, in the fantasy world the threes are helping you. The assists are helping you. The rebounds are helping you. So, yeah, I agree. It's very fun picking kind of your favorite players to watch and just, like, watch their game and just enjoy them doing what they do, just doing well at their craft. I think you'll do really well at NBA DFS when 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 it when it does, when we do start going with it. And if you do, it's definitely going to be something we're going to do more here on the betting edge. Um, so things, housekeeping things. Uh, we were on Twitch this weekend. Uh, for the Bengals and Chiefs, and boy, we were shit. <laughs> we were flying. We won the first bet with a, the first bet. The big bet that we won was Travis Kelsey first touchdown at plus six hundred. And then later in the stream, we were like, Ah, Burrow seems to be tossing it to T Higgins a bunch. Maybe we should get on T Higgins anytime at halftime plus three thirty three. Four minutes later, <laughs> bang, T. Higgins touchdown. The boys ended the Twitch stream up over 11 units. It was Fucking killed it, bro. one of the craziest four hours I have ever been a part of betting. And uh, I implore you all to join us for the Super Bowl. If you're sitting watching at home, get us up on the side screen. We'll be cheering, too. We're just going to join your Super Bowl party. 
right? It'll be a good time. Yeah, we're going to be on for the Super Bowl. We're on every Sunday. And to be honest, I know Super Bowl is a week away. Um, so definitely tune in for that one. But this Sunday, we're going to be live, not only during the Pro Bowl, but during the Call of Duty Major Finals. The Let's first go. one I'm of the season. That, bro. And you can bet on it on DraftKings. You can bet on it on many bookies like Pinnacle, Bet365, and most importantly, you can bet on it on DraftKings. And I know a lot of people are using DraftKings nowadays. Not that many people use Pinnacle or Bet365, but you should use Bet365. Until they kick you out, realistically, you should use milk Bet365. Bet365. They have lines available on everything. Um, and you guys watch us on this podcast or listen to us on this podcast to learn and, and be profitable at betting. So Bet365 has different angles for you. It's a great way to be profitable. That being said... Please, please watch us on Twitch because this Sunday we're going to be raking in money on the Call of Duty finals as well as all NBA games on that or that night. So just go to either of our Twitters at Mayday Sports underscore at Mergy Moneyline and you'll find all the links to the Twitter there. We'll be promoing it. Trust me, us. If you want to see the clip of the sellies from uh, those those uh, <laughs> touchdowns, we'll also have those up later today. Um, other things we're going to be doing, we're going to be on Twitter spaces again at 6 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday to uh, this week. Uh, we are going to have a special guest from Homestand Sports soon to be announced. Uh, we will uh, we will let you guys know what's going on with that. If you stay on our Twitter, uh, we are going to have a space on Super Bowl Sunday. We are going to have another podcast. Another one of these guys coming out. So last week we had on Matt Struck, a former D1 QB. And so he's going to come on with us on Thursday. And we're going to break down some of the plays in the previous game and talk about big game betting. We're going to do a little bit of a betting 101 on how to bet these big games. They're different. It's not the same as betting on a regular season game. It's not even the same as betting on the game, the round before in the playoffs, betting the Super Bowl, betting a big event, betting a game seven. It's all very different. You have to be careful and you have to be smart. So, uh, Follow us along on all the platforms. We'll be here. We're going to be on your screens all the time. And we're making money. So, like, you should be happy that we're on your screens all the time. Mergy, We've been killing it. Else? We've been I killing missed? it, right? Like, if you're following us on podcast, you're following us on Twitch. Bro, you're up, like, 40 units in the past <laughs> that... four months. What? <laughs> what? Like what? just just under, but I mean, let's be real. We just got twelve units on insane. Sunday. Uh, betting edge to end twenty twenty two, we're up almost twenty, right? Uh, so to be honest, if you're following us, you're killing it. Especially if you're following our spaces as well, because we had Warren Sharp on our spaces before the championship games that weekend, and we nailed every single game then too. Like Ryan, we're on a heater right now. I know to start the year we weren't. Feeling ourselves as much, especially me, but we ended January fucking killing it. Yes, I'm excited. I'm excited moving forward. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Thank you for, for keeping up with us and make sure you tune into everything we're doing because we have exclusive bets on different platforms. Cheers, guys. We'll see you guys later this week. I got it this time. Let's catch, baby. <laughs>